0: Hey guys, Vegas Fever podcast. Jason and Paula here with you. Uh, Paula's going to tough it out. Not a hundred percent, but she is. She is. She's a doer. She's going to do this. <laughs> Major news. Uh, everybody's probably heard it by now. Bruce Cassidy, former Boston Bruins head coach, let go eight days, nine days ago. Now, um, is the new head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. Third coach in team history. Um, not a third coach in going to be six seasons. Not who I wanted, but I mentioned on the last show that um, if there was a 1A, it was Bruce Cassidy. Yes, um
1: you did. So you weren't terribly disappointed.
0: Very well respected um, around the league. He's very good with players. He's very good on offense. He's very good uh, defensively. Uh, both sides of the puck, really, really solid head coach. Uh, spent uh, six seasons in Boston. He actually was with George McPhee in 2002, 2003, 2003 through 2004 with the Capitals. Um, So he was there with McPhee the whole season, 02, 03, and then he got let go. Kind of toward the beginning of the 2003, 2004 campaign. He didn't get another coaching job until 2016 with the Bruins. Jack Adams award winner, uh, been to the Stanley Cup, not winning. Um, President's Trophy also, and that was the 18-19 team that lost to St. Louis. Uh, Alex Petrangelo was on that St. Louis team, but Boston was in the final against them. So... um, Good stuff. I mean...
1: I had seen an interesting comment on Twitter today that... I don't remember exactly how it was phrased, but, you know, this person was hopeful that he'll bring a camaraderie between the players and the coach again because people well he felt this way and then people commented they they don't really feel like Pete DeBoer did that
0: no uh Pete DeBoer seemed very dry um Pete DeBoer had a lot of success in in different areas and aspects of his career he's not a bad head coach it's just just kind of like Gerard Gallant, like we were talking about, good in certain areas, not great in others. And of oh, course, like, like
1: people in general. Of course,
0: like Bruce Cassidy's not like, you know, the most amazing human being that walks the earth. What makes him a little different is that he can really do some stuff on the power play uh for Vegas that they could really, really use. Um his teams are stingy defensively and really good offensively. The people in Boston are really raving about this hire, saying that yes, we're Golden Knights fans now because of Bruce, because they love he was, he was really loved in the community. That nobody understood in the Northeast why Bruce Cassidy was let go. They still can't understand it, even though he has a new job today. And it's coach and management not getting along. That's what it comes down to. Like, come on. Yeah. I mean. Exactly. All these guys have shelf lives. Um, he has a 635 win percentage, so 292 and 155. Um, Pretty, pretty good. Kind of consistent with, you know, a lot of what Pete DeBoer and Gerard Gallant have done over the years, winning-wise. I mean, Vegas has, you know, they've they, they've hired good head coaches. What it really is about now is just kind of letting, letting Bruce Cassidy work, let him do his job, give him longer than three years, in my opinion. NHL head coaches don't last, but you really – you took your time – Longer than everybody thought. You didn't pick Barry Trotz because I think that Barry Trotz might not coach. It's possible I mean, he might not coach. So I definitely
1: saw a lot of comments saying what you just said. Let's give him longer time to build rapport and build something in Vegas versus getting rid of coaches.
0: Now I thought he was supposed to meet the media today. Maybe he's meeting them tomorrow. I'm not really sure. But he was. He's at City Nat. He was at City National just a little while ago. Uh, The Vegas Golden Knights Twitter feed uh, posted that. Um, I'm pretty excited.
1: Yeah.
0: I think that he's going to do well.
1: It's a new beginning.
0: It is. You might see a couple of his ex-players. If he gets his way, you might see a couple of his ex-players kind of come along. It just kind of depends. Starting to hear a little bit more William Carlson maybe moving. Uh, rumor than I've heard. I know the Ottawa Senators have reportedly had interest, but I'm sure they're not the only team. Um, I think it's really important that if Vegas is going to get on the right side of the of the cap finally and stay there, people like William Carlson is a good piece to use. You know, look, you know, you know what you got to do. You know, you're going to give away pieces, and you know, you're really not going to get much back, but getting on the right side of the cap and staying there using those young pieces from Henderson and bringing them up and getting them where they need to be um is probably one in one a what you need to do um Bill Daly so they they have their um right before the Stanley Cup so game one Stanley Cup Finals tonight Colorado Tampa um yeah in in Denver first off higher ticket prices than the Golden Knights Capitals in 2018. The Golden Knights Capitals was the highest grossing ticket price ever until now. No matter who
1: your team is, you know, it's always an exciting Stanley Cup Finals.
0: It is. It is. It marks the peak of all your hard work and the almost end of the year. One great series left. And I think this is going to be a great series. Tampa going for three straight. Colorado trying to win their first. I think
1: it's going to be a tough one. Yeah
0: for sure. Bill Daly, uh, the, you know, the, uh, commissioner, you know, the, uh, Lieutenant commissioner, backup commissioner, you know, whatever you want to call it to, uh, to Gary Bettman, he always answered. Well, they both usually answer questions around this time, but Bill Daly had mentioned, um, that the schedule for the NHL will be dropped first week of July, which has our interest you know, for, for many reasons. And of course, fans across the league. And that'll be of course, Bruce Cassidy's first year, October 11th, will be opening night. The season will start on time. We will get back to October uh, to June Stanley cup final. Um, We are going to have coming on here shortly. He'll be on with us just a few minutes. uh, Coach greener from
1: UNLV 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 Hockey. hockey. He
0: will, he will be on. So can't wait for that got a lot of fun stuff coming
1: yeah this was just a short little update and you know like we said in last episode we were having the coach on so and we didn't know we were gonna know the coach <laughs> the new coach of uh the golden Knights. so that was just a bonus
0: yeah so we had just planned to do you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know coach anthony from from unlv just on his own and then of course with you know like like normal
1: After we do a show, yes, breaking news, (laughs) right?
0: Which, which we're here for.
1: On your birthday yesterday was your birthday. Happy birthday!
0: Thank you. (laughs) It was it was a great day. It was a great day. Golden Knights got a new coach. I had a birthday. Got some great stuff. I got a tattoo coming. Yes, got tattoo coming. On Twitter, I will absolutely have to do that. It's Golden Knights uh, related. And like we were just talking about, we have the head coach UNLV. Hockey, Anthony Vigneri-Greener. Coach, thank you so much for coming on with us.
2: No problem at all. Thanks for having me. appreciate it.
0: Yes, sir, anytime. Um, I want to kind of start off with a little bit about you, um, how long you've been with the program, um, and uh, et cetera, stuff like that.
2: Yeah, no, Coach Nick and I got hired on at the same time. We're going on our uh, seventh season together. Um, I played uh, at UNLV previously, and I graduated in 2010, kind of left, and the program was in a good, really good spot. They were coached by Rob Bowling. He put them in a good spot, you know, recruited really well. A year left, they had a couple good years after that, but then kind of fell off after that. And uh, we were fortunate enough, myself and, uh, like I said, Coach Nick got hired on um, seven years
0: ago now. Um, what has made your time this time around as a coach be successful? Um, you got a great staff. You've had great teams over the last few years, and you're going to continue to build. I've, I've, I've noticed that. What has made you and your team so successful the past handful of years? I think it's,
2: uh, you know, like you said, we touched on it with our staff. It starts with our staff. i got a good group around me. Um, there's no uh, I in our group. You know, like we all work together. Um, there's good synergy between, you know, the staff and players. And I think with the players wise, it's, it comes down to our culture. I know the first year, a couple of years we were rough, obviously we did well on paper, but, um, during crunch time and tough games, kind of, we folded sometimes and we weren't really good facing adversity, took a long time for us to really get good on the road. And I think it's the type of player we recruited to bring in here, a player that's good on, you know, obviously in the classroom on the ice and then even in the community. So they're here for the right reasons. I say it a lot. Everybody's pulling the rope in the same direction. Um, you know, like I said, you know, they're all part of the ship. So I think that's our main reason and just over time experience. And then, uh, you know, the type of kid again, that's coming here.
0: You guys skated your way all the way to the finals, uh, or final four, I should say ACHA, um, and which is so fantastic for the school, for the, you know, for exposure, for just where you guys are trying to get, um, tell us a little bit, bit about if you can, uh, some of the players that you are bringing in, if you're allowed to, and what they may do to kind of help you get, you know, take that next step.
2: Yeah. With our, our group, we're really fortunate. Um, we only graduated three, so we have a huge core group of guys coming back. Um, Normally our recruiting classes are anywhere from eight. Uh, we've had 14 at one point, you know, come in as freshmen, but uh, we don't have that. We have a luxury this year. Obviously we uh, wanted to get better in some assets. So we kind of over-recruited a little bit. And um, I think our team knows that they're all part of the, the plan and uh, they know where we needed to get better. So um, we wanted to get deeper depth wise in the defense uh, we got a kid, uh, Jackson Wyatt, his brother plays for us playing the AJ, um, puck moving D man. you got a kid like, um, Dylan Ford, another, he was a captain in the nose leadership qualities, great puck moving defenseman. Um, you got a big D three transfer coming with, uh, Matias Del Monte playing the BCHL played in the NA when played the D three route, um, didn't meet his expectations of where he wanted and, you know, to each his own, but you add a six, five defenseman like that. Plus with the core group of guys we have, and you got a kid like Joey Krola played NA a handful of NA games last year and uh, Max Beller to just round out our decor. And then forward wise, um, you landed a one transfer prospect from Vermont and Azor Tinling, um, Caleb strong, another D three strands transfer with uh, Riley Jensen. Um, Gunner Smith, another D three transfer. Um, it's a really, co- it's a really common theme. I think, um, that kids are really realizing that division three, our league is just as good at the top end teams are. So, uh, you're seeing a lot of kids transfer to ACHA top end schools.
0: I discussed this with coach Rabone, uh, a little bit about how you guys next year really can take that next step. Um, because of losing only three guys, and from what you're saying, a stacked roster over-recruited, which is, which, is, which is fantastic. So now you guys seem to have maybe that missing piece or two that was needed um, to make that next jump. A couple of scheduling notes for you guys playing a couple of the big boys. Um, I'd love to hear you talk about that as well.
2: Yeah, obviously, you know, we got, uh, we had three NCAA Division One games. Um, that's kind of where the end goal is. But, you know, whenever that happens, happens. But just to be able to play a team like that, those teams, um, it says something about your program. So we're thankful for the opportunity where we get to go play UAA at Anchorage. Um, then they're going to come here for a game. And then, obviously, if you can play any Division One school, let alone, the team that we're going to open up against the national defending national champions, DU, hmm. um, you know, they have draft picks on their team. They're, they're what you call a top tier division one program. So um, if we can hear looking things like that, it's a huge, huge honor for our program, but now we have to put the product on the ice, go to work and compete.
0: I mean, that's a measuring stick. You know, you know, you play, you play those schools um, anytime in the year, but especially early. Uh, you kind of see where you're at Um, and you've got, you know, you got some new guys coming in and the, and the players that are there kind of see where kind of see where you guys are. And I think that UNLV as a program, hockey wise has come so far. I I don't, I have, I have no problem seeing, you, you know, you guys skate with them the entire game, you know? And I mean, it's an incredible honor to go up to Anchorage and have them come here or, to Vegas, I should say, um, right,
2: right,
0: right. but I mean, just just kind of thumbing through some articles about who you guys have brought in and the scheduling. Everything is just, I mean, everything is on the up and up. I wanted to ask yeah. you. Um, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say it's you know it's a uh, it's it's been a long process,
2: but uh, there's a lot. You know, it's cliche to say, but there's been a lot of blood, sweat, and tears behind the. From everybody, you know, not just myself or Coach Nick, but a lot of people that are involved to make these uh, all these moving parts go. So I'm glad to see it's uh, slowly going the right direction, and we're willing to uh, put in the work to uh, take the next step.
0: But our goal right now is to kind of win at this level, and then whatever happens after that, happens. So I know it takes a lot of fundraising and a lot of a lot of cash to get to that next level. Do you guys have a plan as to maybe? three to five years, maybe more, maybe less to get to that top level of, of NCAA hockey. Is there some, I mean, I know, I know it's on your radar. It's, it's on everybody's, but um, can you tell us maybe what the plan is uh, years wise on getting there? Yeah, I don't, we don't have a timeline. I know that uh, people are like, come
2: on, give me a time. I I honestly don't have a timeline. Um, I hope one day that it does, if I'm here or not here, it happens just for the sake of the hockey community in Vegas. Um, We're such a small hockey community, but growing like wildfire here. So I'd love to see it happen. Could it happen in three years? Yeah. The city has endless money. Um, I do think that Vegas is built on winners. We thrive when teams are winning here. Um, Knock on wood. We've put a good product on the ice the last seven years with some winning records and, we, uh, continue, we hope to continue to do that, you know, moving forward, which we're doing all the right things as in recruiting and marketing wise to get those winning seasons still coming here. But, you know, when I recruit a kid that some, sometimes they'll ask me like, Hey, I've heard this and I've read this on this, you know, chat, or I this coach mentioned it. And, um, honestly can say it's, just, I don't, we don't have like a timeline. We've taken some small, you know, um, sit downs with people that, uh, would be able to put us in the right direction. So I think if we win at this level, put a good product on the ice, compete next year all year long against Division One teams, um, and then kind of just dominate the upper half of the ACHA and continue to do what we did last year, um, it even betters our chances to make that next jump. But with that being said, hockey in the West will, in five years, there's going to be another five teams. And if there's not, then there's something wrong with that because – the talent is here. Kids would love to live on the West and play. You look at like ASU, um, you know, they have a beautiful campus, you know, great hockey team. And, uh, you know, it can be a profitable sport. So you think of a team like um, your school like UCLA or USC or Oregon or some of those big name schools, UNLV, you know, we definitely could have uh,
0: Division one hockey here in the West for sure. You mentioned, you know, Vegas loves its winners and, you know, you guys are are pretty tight with, you know, the Golden Knights, you know, sharing, sharing City National the way you do and everything that they have done um, for the program to kind of elevate it out there in Vegas. Um, Tell us a little bit about the relationship that you guys have with the Golden Knights um, and uh, anything on the horizon with them.
2: Yeah, no, they have they did us a really big solid, you know. um, They didn't have to. They built us a locker room. We have our own locker room, uh, you know, at a top-notch facility at City National Arena. Um, We have offices there as a staff, like a little player's lounge, and then a gym upstairs, which is a luxury. A lot of um, A.C.A. teams don't have, maybe out of the top 15. Um, So we're really fortunate in that aspect. The ice is kept up. They maintain the building. It's top-notch. Uh, And then the Golden Knights, you know, them helping. uh, They did a lot more the first couple years. Obviously, they got their own teams to run with, you know, Vegas and Silver Knights. But they give us a perfect rink to play at. And hopefully one day down the road, you know, they open another facility and we can be the main 10 down the road. Um, You know, City National has the Knights and Life Guard Arena and Henderson has the Silver Knights. And um, with the way hockey's grown, I I would think that they're going to build more rinks down the road. And. You know, maybe uh, we make the jump to one of those rinks and and we're the main tenant and uh, and get the same luxuries and more at our new facility.
0: Now, I wasn't going to ask you, but because it's come up, yes, just yesterday, Vegas hires a new head coach, Bruce Cassidy. Do you have do you have thoughts on on the hiring and the direction of the Golden Knights? I know I, I don't know how much you want to say because you guys do share building. You know what I mean. I don't think no, I don't right. you out, but but I do want your opinion as a hockey guy. I talked to Nick. You know, I talked to Nick a little bit about uh, maybe having him come back on and just talking about Golden Knights. At, you know, at some point during the season, just to kind of get a hockey guy's take, even from the collegiate level. What do you think about the hire and the direction and and and, and all that?
2: Yeah, I you know I'm. I don't know. I, I don't know the guy personally, but you got to think of a guy like he can run Boston. They had unbelievable power play. I know that's where Vegas kind of struggled over the years. So maybe he comes in and he brings a, again, I'm not talking taking away from anything that the Knights do. Cause you know, their, their coaching staff was great to us, but um, you know, maybe it's just a different voice for players to respond to on the power play and whatnot. So they go with an offensive guy and Cassidy. And I think that, um, sometimes the locker room does need to change. I'm not going to comment if they did or not, because again, I'm not in the locker room, nor am I a player of any of that, but uh, this could be a good thing. They didn't, you know, they didn't, they didn't get uh, where they wanted to be, you know, right away. But I think with the lineup they have and um, their power play starts to click next year, they don't catch injury bug. You know, they could be, you know, playing right next, next June as well. But uh, yeah, that, I don't know what uh, McCrimmon's going to do next. I'd love to see whoever, if it's Cassidy and it's going to be Cassidy. I'd love to get him a fair shot, keep him here longer. You know, I love Turks. He was a great guy. He was always good to us. Stop and watch our practice. You can, you know, ask him a question here and there and wow. and how he got let go. I was, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of because, you know, I love his system and the way he plays and the way he coaches and he's hard nose. Um, so I love, and then DeBoer was only here for a couple years too. So, I'd love to see just the next guy get, uh, you know, a longer shot of it. You know, that's just all I'm saying.
0: I mean, the thing for me was the power play. So Vegas's power play straight, straight up is atrocious. And it's been atrocious for a couple of years. And what Cassidy can do on it and what he did in Boston was absolutely fantastic. That's what got me. Also, his percentages five on five and just the way offensively. Uh, the Bruins played. And I was like, okay, well, what about the defense? Their teams were stingy defensively, so not giving up a ton and scoring a ton. I'm not exactly sure why he got let go, but if it wasn't going to be Barry Trotz and I don't know what Barry Trotz's plan is to take a year or two off, whatever the case may be. Um, but I thought that Bruce Cassidy was a fantastic pick as one a for me. Um
2: but yeah, I, I thought they were gonna go a little a different route. I thought they were gonna. I honestly thought it was gonna be Torts.
0: Man, but, I was uh, I was hoping it was not gonna be Torts. I'm so sorry. I was hoping it was not gonna be Torts. I mean, John Tortorella, great coach. I just don't know if it, the group that the Golden Knights have, if it was gonna. It, he's he's tough, and there's nothing wrong with tough. Yeah. Nope. I you know I feel like he might be a little bit over the top sometimes, and I thought that. I I thought they were flirting with him, Um, you know, if I had to guess. I think it might have been – they might have been flirting with Jim Montgomery, Tortorella, Cassidy when Cassidy got fired, you know, nine days ago now. Um, And I really think that they were interested in Barry Trotz the most, but I don't think that he knows what he's doing. Um, I did hear that Pete DeBoer might end up in Dallas. That is a possibility, or Philadelphia, but I'm thinking Dallas. yeah.
2: I know that Philly offered towards the job. Yeah, uh, So I don't know if he's going to take that, but I think towards, obviously he's hard nose, but they need that here. And they need a guy that will tell you to F off when you need to. And then a guy that will also respect you. So one of their assistant coaches, or his old assistant coach, he's still in Columbus, Kenny McCutton. Mm. Um, he does our skills camp for us every year. You know, he does a camp basically our conditioning camp and, uh, All the stories he says about Torts, I honestly thought it was going to be a good fit and they were going to get him here. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. And Cassidy and I wish them nothing but the best because they're right here in our backyard. And and, uh, I hope uh, they make a run next year.
0: I'm with you on that. And I can't disagree about Torts needing, you know, get potentially giving this team a little bit more discipline. I couldn't I couldn't disagree with that. That portion. That's 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 absolutely correct. I wanted to ask you about, you know, Stanley cup final starting right now, just, just a little while ago, uh, Tampa, Colorado, who do you have and why?
2: Oh, well, to be honest, I, uh, grew up an avalanche fan. So, um, I think from day one, I thought this team was put together really well. I thought last year they were, you know, uh, just as good, if not better, like goaltending wise, but they ran into a problem and with D last year and, they kind of didn't get old Byram a fair shot, and that kid's a stud. So this year, uh, I, I would love to see the Avalanche pull it out. They used their speed and skill. Obviously, losing Codry and Cogliano definitely hurts, and you're losing. You already lost Gerard, but uh, I think they're deep enough. But the, what scares me is the one thing I was telling uh, a couple of my buddies earlier today in the group chat is Tampa Bay is so scary that they never hit the panic button. They can be down three to one. They could be down two games, nothing in the series. They right. can lose at home. They never hit the panic button. And I think that's just experience with a group like that. It's the same core guys. And they've done it the last two years going on now three, making the cup. So that's what scares me. but I, I, I would, uh, I would say that. Uh, and then, you know, people talk about the whole rest. They nav's got eight. You take a kind of a lag of whatnot, but, um, I honestly, I honestly think the Avs are going to win in six, but I could be dumb and Tampa could win in, in five. But uh, who knows? But that's my pick.
0: So it was pretty interesting when Tampa took on the Rangers in the last series, Tampa had, what was it, nine, you nine, know, ten, nine, ten days off, whatever it was, whatever the number was. And they came out and they were, it's the whole rest versus rust thing. They came out rested. And the Rangers came off that seven game series and the Rangers took it to them. Now, those two games were at MSG, of course, but like you said, lightning got down, but they were never scared. They were never afraid. They never panicked. They were absolutely ready to get back on it. And I do think that the rest aspect could hurt a team in the first couple of games. The first couple of games are in Colorado. So that's a little bit different here. I'm an aficionado of history. And that's something that you learn about me and Tampa winning three straight cups would be the first time since the Islanders early eighties. And I, you know what I mean? I, I kind of like it, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm pulling, I'm pulling for Tampa, the Colorado being in the same, you know, being in the West with Vegas also kind of tugs at me a little bit because I'm just like, I really really don't want them to win because you, you know what I mean? It's various factors, but it will definitely be interesting. Um, I think the series goes six or seven, no question. And, you know, with the Avs having that seventh game at home, that could be it. Uh, If there's a team who could stop them, it's probably Colorado. I I mean, the Rangers gave them hell. But um, I I think this is going to be a fantastic series. Before I let you go, before I get you out of here, I wanted to maybe ask you, UNLV hockey-wise, is there any events, promotions, anything – coming up you know that that my audience would be able to say hey maybe i'll get out there and support
2: yeah our next big thing is uh you know our golf tournament uh it's august 26th it's so a friday um, we normally sell out all the you know we have normal the last couple of years sold out all whole sponsors it's a great time you meet the players and staff and then all the hockey community you know it's small but uh you know you got all the guys that uh we got some beer league guys. You got some of our donors and sponsors, and we got some newbies. But it's just a great time. We go out there, we swing them. We have a banquet after, and then there's a bar set up after for a different spot, and then leads you right into the season. We got camp the following week, and then our first game is uh, October 1st against DU.
0: That's fantastic, Coach. Do you want to talk about any of your social media? Any anywhere where we can find you?
2: Yeah, social media is UNLV at UNLV Rebels. Um, Coach Nick and uh, our Instagram team do a hell of a job. I don't know if you guys follow them or you follow them, but uh, they put on a show on the Instagram. It's it's uh, it's definitely Vegas like our social media. So uh, go, I'd say definitely go check it out and uh, enjoy yourself.
0: So I'm not on Instagram, but your Twitter guy, the Twitter team for UNLV Rebel Hockey, is fantastic. Uh, at UNLV Rebel uh, Hockey, you guys are. I mean, I mean. Fantastic, really. Yeah, they do
2: it. They do a really good job. They do a good job.
0: Coach Anthony Vigneri Greener. Really, really happy to have you on, sir.
2: I appreciate you. Let me know anytime. Thank you for
0: having me. You got it, coach. And there you have it. That was the head coach, UNLV Rebel Hockey. He's a good dude. Lots of fun. Talked about a lot of good stuff. Anthony Vigneri Greener. Um, that'll do it for our show. We did a little talk about New Vegas Golden Knights coach. Bruce Cassidy had coach greener on Uh, Paula is at the golden wife on Twitter. I am at Vegas fever pod. Please subscribe after you listen and give us some feedback and uh, let us know your feelings uh, about UNLV hockey, about Vegas golden Knights, anything and everything. We will talk to you guys next time. See you later.